Hi, and welcome to Chelemoji Chats. I'm your host, Liz Lee, otherwise known as Chelemoji, and I'm here to talk about tips and tools to help you on your cello journey. Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of Cello Emoji Chats, where today I'm going to talk about five things to a better cello tone. But before I get started, I wanted to talk about uh, my cello clef mastery course. If you have ever wanted to make sure that you know exactly what notes you are reading on the staff, plus the three different cello clefs that you have to learn in order to be a complete cello player, then be sure to check out my Cello Clef Mastery course where I talk you through how to read all of the clefs and give examples on uh, different cello pieces and what the notes are and some practice worksheets so that you can really truly master reading all of the cello clefs. All right, so now on to the episode, five things to a better cello tone. Ultimately, when we are playing the cello, we just want to sound good. It doesn't even matter so much like what is our slurs that we're doing or like fingering. We just want all the notes coming out of our cello to sound really, really good. So there are a few things just to double check that you are doing correctly if you don't like the sound that is coming out of your cello. First off, make sure there is rosin on your bow. Now, I know this seems a little bit like an obvious thing because if there's not any rosin on your bow, then there's going to be zero sound because there's no friction between the horsehair and your cello strings. But rosin on your bow can really make a difference on your cello. And sure, I will say that sometimes, not all the time, sometimes the more expensive rosin will actually give you a better sound out of your cello. Um, I've definitely tried a few different rosins over the years. And for me, I think that I just like sticking to my staples that I've always had. But sure, I mean, (laughs) if someone wants to donate some expensive rosin to me for me to try and see if it makes a difference, then yeah, I'd be all for that. Um, so not having enough rosin on your bow will make your bow kind of skate around and maybe even contribute to having like a crooked bow. And when that happens, then you start to get squeaks and squawks out of your cello. You might get super airy sounds. Um, you might get like really shrill soundings, notes coming out of your cello. So having enough rosin on your bow, make sure that you have good contact with the horsehair to the cello. At the same time, if you have too much rosin on your bow and then it's like caked all over the cello string, that also is going to create a very bad cello tone. So make sure you are wiping your cello strings before you rosin your bow so that uh, after you freshly rosin your bow and you're using it on the strings, then it's just a clean slate and it's going to be the right amount of rosin that you need. Oftentimes, if I rosin my bow and I forget to wipe my strings before using the bow again, then there's just too much rosin. It feels sticky and tacky and like like almost too much friction that I, I having effort pulling my bow through the strings. Um, it'll sound a little crunchier, a little bit harder. Um, you know, another sign too is if you're bowing and there's like white dust floating around, then you probably have too much rosin on your bow. 
So everybody has their own personal preference of how much they want or need. So I would encourage you to experiment with that and see what works for you. But I do think that uh, rosin is an important thing to consider, uh, whether you use dark rosin or light rosin. Um, I feel like it's just more about the amount of rosin on your bow, more than the type of rosin on your bow. But if you disagree with me or you have other opinions, be sure to, uh, you know, send me an email or a comment and let me know what you think. Okay, next up is bow placement. Now, this one can be a little bit tricky too because if you are a beginner, for example, um, it can be hard to know exactly where is the right part of the cello to put your bow. In general, it should be between the end of your fingerboard and the bridge, somewhere between those two points. And the default, what a lot of people think is, okay, I'm going to put it exactly in the middle between the end of the fingerboard and the bridge. But sometimes on some cellos, that's actually too low. Sometimes that will actually start getting a, a hard sounding note coming out of the cello and it'll sound a little more shrill perhaps. Um, so it might be too low. So in that case, just bring the bow up just a little bit closer to the fingerboard. Now, I am of the component of don't play on the fingerboard at all. So if you are looking down and you see the end of your fingerboard or any part of your fingerboard covered in white dust, which is the rosin, then I think that you're going to be too high. I don't really feel like there is ever a situation that's going to create a nice, consistent sounding tone out of the cello if you're on the fingerboard. Now, when you're in orchestras, some of the orchestra teachers might say like, hey, everybody needs to be really quiet. So in that case, bringing your bow up higher, closer to the fingerboard, if not over the fingerboard, might be necessary. But if you are just playing basic cello solo pieces, um, it's pretty rare, I find, to ever have your bow on the fingerboard or even very near the fingerboard. So again, this is something to experiment. Every cello, unfortunately, is a little bit different, or maybe it's fortunate every cello is a little bit different. Plus, even the lengths of fingerboards and the distance between the ends of fingerboards to the bridge can be different. So what you see in my videos or other people playing the cello, it could be different on your cello. But you can approximate and you can try it and see if you like the sound. I do think that for a lot of people, um, everybody playing the cello seems to have their different preference of what kind of sound they like out of their cello. But the idea is that you should experiment with it and try it out. I do think if you're too close to the bridge or too low, um, then it's going to sound what I call ponticello. So it's going to sound almost like you're playing heavy metal. It's going to sound very metallic-y, um, kind of uh, things that you would do, say, in like a spooky movie. It kind of gets that sort of like metal-y, uh, whispery, airy sound. And that's not necessarily uh, the sound that you want. And I get it, it can be a little bit confusing because I know I've mentioned that if you want to get a louder sound of your cello to lower your bow, that's one option out of a few that you can have to raise the volume um, of your cello playing. But uh, by lowering your bow, you're also um, modifying like how much weight is in the string 
to get rid of that sort of ponticello sound. So if you are being super light with your arm and you're really close to the bridge, you're going to understand what I mean. In fact, I really encourage you to try all of these different variations and you'll understand what I mean because it's, uh, again, it's kind of hard to talk about it in a podcast like, hey, if you do this, it's going to sound like this. So it's good to experiment and give it a try. And you'll understand that if that is the sound you're looking for, great. But if it is not, then pay attention to your bow placement. Next up, number three, is your bow weight. Now, I mentioned this in the previous number with bow placement, and that kind of goes hand in hand with bow weight. What I mean by that is, how your arm and your hand, your right arm, your bowing arm is moving as a unit on the cello strings with your bow. If you are too heavy and like basically like pressing into the string, it's going to sound like the notes are getting strangled or that it's sounding really crunchy and very unpleasant. Um, It's going to be a struggle to pull the bow in any one direction. You may even hear some squeaks and squawks that comes out. Um, Then perhaps it's a little too, too much weight, a little too heavy. But you can totally go in the opposite direction where if you're not putting enough into the string, it's going to sound like your sound is just being blown around by the wind. It's going to sound very airy and almost hollow sounding. It's like not going to have any meat to the sound, any sort of core to the sound. I I know that in the past um, when I had lessons, I'd had teachers like, you need to make sure you, that you hear the core of the cello sound. And, you know, as a kid, I was like, oh, sure, whatever. But I didn't really know what the core means. So this is definitely another thing that is important for you to experiment to know for yourself so try once where you are getting super weighty like super heavy arm and then one where it's like you're barely touching the string at all you're kind of skating over the skin over the string and you'll see what I mean it's like it has to be somewhere in the middle where it's not too much not too little and you're going to get this beautiful resonant sound you're going to feel like the whole cello should ring and vibrate with sort of this resonance Um, and this this is true for whether you have an expensive cello or like a cheap cello this is not something that's unique to only expensive cellos like you should be able to feel and hear the difference when you are just letting the cello ring out versus when notes sound really pressed or when you're barely skating over the string Another analogy a teacher talked about once is if you think about a boat on water and your bow is like the boat, it's, it, the boat doesn't just sit on top of the water. It sort of sinks a little bit below the surface. And that's kind of how you want your bow to feel, like you're kind of scooping into the string. So it's, you're not trying to skate only lightly over the string, but you're trying to scoop a little bit into the string and you should get a resonant sound. One last way you can also think about resonance is hopefully in the beginning when you were playing cello, whoever was showing you the beginning ropes of playing the cello encouraged you to pluck out the notes or pizzicato the notes. And one of the things that I like to say is that if your pizzicatos or your plucking is nice and resonant and ringing and not thudding, then that is the kind of sound that you want to also create when you are using your bow. Plus, it is another way to double check that 
you know, all of the technical things needed to play the cello are working correctly. Um, if you can pizzicato nice and clear, you can probably also bow the notes nice and clear. All right, number four. This is to double check that your bow is going straight. Now, I know that using the bow, having the right bow grip even in the beginning is one of the toughest things to just keep track of. But another thing is if your bow is going crooked, uh, it will skate over the string more. It's going to bring out more squeaks and squawks. Um, And that can be pretty tough because you're thinking that you're doing everything right and then you're like, why does this still sound bad? Uh, And that is definitely something to check, whether your bow is going straight. Uh, One way people talk about is T for tone and um, talking about different angles. Like if you're on the A string, you're bowing on a down bow, going to the right is going to feel like you're going diagonally forward. And then on the C string, it should feel like you're pulling backwards. And all of this to say, it's like, that's a lot to remember. Like, it's a lot to think about certain angles and you're like, I just want it to sound good. So my word of advice is think about when it comes to straight bow, just think if your bow is on the string, anywhere on the string, whether it's like close to the fingerboard, close to the bridge, wherever it is, once you start bowing, it needs to stay in that location. The biggest sign of crooked bow Uh, in wrong angles is your bow will skate around it'll go close to the fingerboard and then it'll drift down to the bridge perhaps you're even going to like knock the sides of your cello like the corners Um, I know I did that a lot as a kid because my bows were quite crooked at some points Uh, so if you look at your cello playing and then after you say you play a few measures or you you run through the piece and then you're looking down and your bow is not in the same place you started, then you know that your bow is not traveling straight. Um, Or say that you were playing through something and then all of a sudden a screech came out or you're hitting the string incorrectly and some note came out that was just very unpleasant. I would say double check that your bow is in the correct angle on the string because how that bow attacks the string, whether it's gently attacking or fiercely attacking the string, it does matter if the bow is straight. So just double check. Are you in the same place? And if you are, then you probably are doing things to keep your bow straight. Number five. Now, this one may be up for controversy. I don't know. um, But what I like to say about number five is go ahead and record yourself. Get a true idea of the sound coming out of your cello because often it sounds worse right under our ear rather than if someone was out in the room listening to us. Now, you don't need to get all fancy with like fancy recording microphones or anything like that. I'm just talking about just even have your phone um, or just the laptop recorder, whatever you have that you already have, like do not go out and buy anything extra. Um, Just use that to record yourself. I mean, if you have a phone, a laptop, an iPad even, all of these things can record sound and can give you a better idea of the sound that is actually coming out of your cello. And I get it. Sometimes we're like, oh, 
I don't want to listen to myself play. I know I sound terrible and it's really annoying. It's kind of the same thing of like, I don't want to watch myself on video half the time because it's sometimes really awkward. But you kind of have to do it just to know what is going on. Like what is actually happening when you are playing um and if you can record video and watch yourself even better because then you can actually knock out like three of these things like is your bow straight where is your bow placement and how does it actually sound under your ear um these things are really easy to assess if you just record yourself and i'm not talking about epic recording sessions just like five minutes of your recording Uh, yourself will really prove to be eye-opening. As a kid, even, I had to um, not record myself because at the time when I was a kid, it wasn't as easy. Uh, But I remember having to sit in front of a mirror a lot of the time just to watch myself play. Like, is my bow going straight? Uh, And, you know, by playing in front of a mirror, sure, I had to also make sure I'm memorizing things, right? Because the mirror was blocking the stand. But I could also tell that my bow was traveling in the correct way or not um, just by looking at a mirror. So sometimes you just need that outside perspective of your own playing to know exactly what's coming out. More often than not, I hear a lot of students complain that they, they don't like the sound coming out of their cello, but when I'm listening to them, they sound great. The problem is, is our ear is directly over the string. So of course, we're going to hear all this extra noise, extra crackles and crunches. Um, But what is a really hard thing to understand is that when there's a listener in the room, it doesn't necessarily come out that way. Instead, it'll come out as a nice, warm or healthy sounding cello. I wanted to give one final bonus tip about making a good cello tone. One of the things that um, I know for a lot of beginning cello people uh, is that we often forget that our left hand plays a big role in making a good cello tone. Now, earlier I talked about practicing using pizzicato or plucking to make sure that your Fingers are all in alignment and everything. But this also makes sure that your left hand is actually doing its job and getting the string down all the way to the fingerboard and being really certain and solid on what it's doing. Uh, Because when we're using our bow, our bow often moves before our left hand is ready. If you think about it, the bow has a very simple movement of just moving left to right, whereas our left hand has a lot more complex motions of like, which finger to go down? Do I stay in the same place? Do I move around? And how fast do I need to change the notes? So to understand for yourself, like, okay, which hand is it? You want to practice some things by pizzicato and then some things with your bow and see is it really my right hand that's making the bad sound or is it my left hand not moving fast enough and that's why it sounds bad? So some of this left hand, right hand coordination stuff that will definitely take some practice and there's definitely some tricks and tools to uh, coordinate the two hands a little bit better. But there are five things plus one bonus tip on how to get a better cello tone out of your cello. If there are any questions or any other things that I haven't covered in this episode, be sure to leave me a comment or shoot me an email and let me know. Um, I'm more than happy to answer any questions or just to hear your thoughts about this. 
Thanks so much for listening to this Chalamoji chat episode. If you have found this episode helpful, I would love it if you'd leave me a podcast review on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast. And feel free to share it with some others who may be learning cello as well, because who knows, they may be struggling with the same things that you are as well. Thanks again, and until next time, cello on. Cello on.